Hello and welcome back to another episode of Boss Your Business. And today we are talking about pivot for peace and profit with Anne-Marie Rose. If you haven't seen her yet, I never know which way to point. Um, Anne-Marie Rose is actually located right here with me in San Diego. So we actually, maybe we should have done this just in person. Mm. But to introduce you to Anne-Marie Wells, she is an online business strategy strategist. We are starting with the tongue twisters early. With nearly a decade of experience helping business owners leverage their zone of genius to reach the right audience and the right message and generate revenue online. She and her team have helped hundreds of coaches, consultants, and experts pivot and scale with the ease by aligning their business model with their vision, elevating their offer, clarifying their brand message and streamlining. Oh, she used the word streamlining. This is why we get along so well. <laughs> their marketing and sales efforts so they can impact and earn millions online without the overwhelm and hustle. Mm. Hi, Anne-Marie. How are you today? I am good. I am good. It's a Friday, so just feeling relaxed. And I was like, I am so happy I was able to get you on the podcast and you guys are going to get to hear why I'm so excited about that. But let's start in the beginning. So you started out as a content marketing strategist, right? Mm, content marketing service provider. So it so was even, a lot of done even, for you. Oh, yeah. yeah, that is a lot of done for you. So yes. why why did you pivot away from that? I'm curious. So this is really the bottom line of why I do business the way I do it is because I started out doing the done-for-you content marketing after leaving an agency position and realized very quickly, I say very quickly, six months to 12 months that many of my clients who I was writing blog posts for and writing podcast show notes for and helping them to create social media content, doing all, I was doing a lot of the doing, which mm -hmm. I will say is also not my zone of genius. You know, there's zone of excellence, zone of genius. I'm good at it. It's not the thing that lights me up at all. <laughs> um, so I realized pretty quickly that a lot of my clients who were bigger names in the online business space were doing all these things because they'd been told that they had to, because they'd been told that it was part of the process, that they had to have a podcast and it had to be focused on, you know, a very specific niche. But I literally had clients saying, you know, I'm not excited about this thing I'm known for. And um, I'm trying to escape from, you know, I want to, for lack of better words, like escape from my business as much as possible. And for me and my core values and the way I grew up seeing my dad build a business that he wasn't super in love with. Mm. I just was like, I can't help people build these businesses that feel like prisons to them. And that's what the content is ultimately doing. Content can be a beautiful, magical, amazing thing, but it should be building you a business that feels incredible and feels supportive to who you are and what your life is and what you want to be accomplishing out in the world. And I think that's, that's, I'm like, this is the core of this podcast where it's like, we didn't start out as an entrepreneur. We didn't start a business to just be miserable in our position no. again, because all you've done, if you are not passionate about what you were doing, is you just created another nine to five you are miserable about, and you might not even have a 401k that goes alongside with it. So you most why do it? <laughs> why do it? Yeah. 
Um, so you started focusing way more on really aligning with what lights up your clients, what does your client. But I think there might also be a little personal strategy behind it. So if you guys are listening in, and even if you're watching live on YouTube right now, what you don't see is the lower half of Anne-Marie. So you have actually managed to pivot your own business while helping your clients pivot and make room for something that's coming up here pretty soon, isn't it? Yes. Uh, at the moment, I'm 32 weeks pregnant. So that's mm -hmm. eight months pregnant if you're doing the math and uh, expecting a baby in just a couple of months. So, um, And knowing some of the behind the scenes, it's like your business is set up and your clients are handled throughout you taking, I think you scheduled two months of maternity leave. Yeah, in my brain, it's three months <laughs> because I'm not going to, like in December, there's not going to be any growth yeah. initiatives happening. And those are the things that like getting on calls with clients, that's so like life-giving to me that, mm -hmm. um, you know, you know, we're going to, I'm going to jump back in a little bit in, in that third yeah. month to dabble with clients, but yeah, two months pretty much completely off. I'm um, like, when I, when I look at a lot of us that that are trying to figure out our genius, that are trying to get this idea of what do we really want? Because I think when we start out business, we need to test out what works for us. Um, oh, absolutely. We might have a couple of starting points. I know um, you work a lot with personality uh, tests and like I think we both are nodding out on those on every Definitely. single level. Definitely. Um, but we also need to test the information we are getting. Mm -hmm. So how, how do you help people in that process of really figuring out what's actually my genius? How, how do I mm. do this thing? What do I do? And, and just get that clarity. How, That's how, how can somebody do that? So well, the very first thing that very first step is really getting to know yourself in all of this because you can hire, you know, the best strategist or the most amazing coach or consultant, but ultimately if you don't know which recommendations are truly right for you and you can like, you know, I I'll toot my own horn here, I'm pretty good at knowing my clients well enough to know um, even when they bring up something they're thinking about doing, I get a, a really good gut feeling on their behalf for whether it's the right, like it's an approach that's going to serve them well. And there are, I'm not the only co consultant coach out there who can do that. Um, there's plenty out there, but you, at the end of the day, like I'm a big believer in being the CEO, the, the head honcho in your business. You need to take ownership over your own self-awareness strategic awareness of where you want your business to go and being able to know yourself well enough so that you can push back if you need to, when a recommendation is given to you or weed out some of that shiny object syndrome. So I'm a big, big, big believer in you like you said, you said how, so I love leveraging those personality frameworks. Yeah. Some, some people feel like they're fitting them in a box, but I really think they're just a great way to start to get clues as to what is how to how you're hardwired for success so that you can quickly identify if something is totally going to be working against you or if something might be a right fit for you to test out. 
And I love how you said using it as a starting point. I'm like, I, don't get me wrong. I am a sucker for personality tests. I took them all, no matter if it's the human design, if it's the 16 personalities, if it's the Clifford strength, if it's the Enneagram, it's like, I think I got them all now. Anybody pop them in front of me, I will take them. But I take them in a way of just trying to get data points. My audience mm -hmm. knows I'm like, I'm all about data points, figuring out things. Um, one actually just happened because of one of your clients, um, human design. One of when I'm in my genius for human design, I'm in my gut. I am in that trust. Mm -hmm. And it has taken me a long time to just trust my gut. So moving forward now, I have that data point of, yeah, actually, every time I trust my gut, I'm right. I am somebody, I'm that type A personality. I also like to have it written down. So now human design tells me to trust my gut too. And it's it's this, this combination of just getting a headway and getting some ideas of what to pay attention to, what mm -hmm. to potentially test that could work for you. Totally. So, yeah. I like to always say, or I, I often tell the story, the first personality test I took with any amount of intention or that I can remember at least was Myers-Briggs and I took it back in college mm -hmm. and I had, uh, it was through a class and I had someone actually kind of interpret the results for me and it was like seeing myself on paper. Yep. And not only did I stop doubting myself and my own mm -hmm. instincts and started to see some of the things that I previously um, questioned whether or not those were actually strengths as strengths, I also gained a massive amount of, of appreciation for other people and the way that their brain works and the way, I mean, Myers-Briggs is a lot about how you process information, take yep. in information and, um, you know, get and receive, you know, give and receive energy. And I gained so much more appreciation for how other people are hardwired for success that sometimes, you know, we can ask ourselves like, why the heck do they do things that way? Like, why the heck doesn't my roommate want to have a conversation in the morning? This was in college again. Yeah. In, in the, have a chit chat in the morning. Like, why does she want to be so quiet? Oh, she's an introvert and I'm an extrovert and I need to verbally process out what's going on with my day. I'm so, like, don't, don't talk to me before I had my coffee. Just don't. Yeah. Let me have my coffee. Let me have my time in the morning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't like, mean I've, she doesn't like me. It means she just needs some time to internally process. Yeah, I feel you on that one. So how can somebody take that information from those personality tests, no matter how crazy you get with those, and start making educated decisions in your business? So how do I translate that information that I'm getting from these personality tests? Mm. Well, high level, I think it's, it's a combination of two things that you kind of want to have as data points. One is, and I, I think self-awareness probably comes first mm -hmm. because that's going to help to inform your vision and where you want to go with things. So once you have enough clarity on kind of how you're hardwired for success, that can help to you to do some level of visioning work, of dreaming up where you want to go with things in your business. And then you can, I like, I mean, each of the different personality frameworks, in my opinion, kind of serve a different purpose. For example, Enneagram, I like using the Enneagram as a way to, for lack of better words, like smell your own BS. So <laughs> I'm an Enneagram 8, for example. The Enneagram is a way, it 
kind of the bottom line of the Enneagram is it it um, is a framework that is based on your core motivation and your core fear. So that's like the bottom line of the information you're going to get from it. There's so much more. It's very intricate. But your core motivation, your core fear, and those things can work for you or work against you. And I've gotten really clear, like my core motivation for me is like get, having more control, having a little more power in my situation. And of course, the core fear, the opposite side of that is would be powerlessness or lack of control. So I can very quickly tell, especially if I'm entering a situation where there's a lot of uncertainty, if I find myself white knuckling, obsessing over um, having all the details figured out, uh, wanting to hire a bunch of people so that like we have support for anything and everything we could possibly need, that's usually coming from my own BS. <laughs> it's <laughs> not a um, it, where I could I could probably release a little bit of control and things would work out anyways. That's just one example. So each of them has served yeah. a bit, little bit different purpose. Yeah, and love that. It's like yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to call my own BS out regularly. Oh, I have somebody that can help me call out my own BS. <laughs> now, I also know um, you are also using the personality tests to figure out your core offer. Mm, yeah. And I, when I took your your ACE um, half-day intensive, offer? your mm-hmm. core offer, ACE, your core offer, I was, I was literally saying, I'm like, Again, my audience knows we already talked about this. I love my personality test. And I'm like, I have never thought about building my offer around a personality test. About You don't fully build it around a personality test, but you, you use it to start figuring out what might be the right way. And I yep. was sitting in that intensive and I'm like, this completely makes sense. I'm like, I've been soaking up personality tests for years now. And I've, I was sitting there and I'm like, wait a second. I am not a behind the scenes person. I don't care much for the implementation. I have the passion and the energy and the view of the big picture and how that gets implemented in the tiny one. But if I'm just staring at a screen all day, I don't have the engagement with my clients as much as I would love to, and I'm not getting fueled. So I would love to, now that I already shared my experience with your approach to that, I would love to take this for a moment into building your off and potentially pivoting when, like me, I'm like one-on-one intensive days, VIP days, we figured out this is not my thing. It's just, I can't support my clients as much as I would Mm. love to. And I'm sure my listeners are having the same kind of struggle, especially when they are starting out where it's like, great, people tell me do a course and record a ton of videos because it's passive income or do VIP days because you only need to do four a day or do a group session because you can bring a hundred of people. How how does one go about figuring out which one of these recommendations, because everybody tells you their solution is the best, is the actual best for them? How can they get started to really figure it out? Mm. Again, it's kind of those three factors is like, where do you want the business to go? How are you hardwired for success? And that can come from like looking at those personality frameworks can give you clues as to that. And then I like to look at your kind of your story and your background. Like, why are you motivated to do business in the first place? 
if you have some sort of like personal connection or even it doesn't even have to be like I went through this hardship and now therefore I'm really driven to help people. It can just be, you know, I noticed this was a strength of mine and I helped X, Y, and Z people with it. And now I saw the results and I'm really, really excited to help more people with it. Just if there's some sort of emotional connection that you have to it, it tends to be, um, have more staying power. And I think the best way to like get down to the nitty gritty of what you're asking is just to share my own experience. You know, obviously I've helped dozens and dozens and dozens of clients do it at this point, but in my own experience, I realized very quickly, I say, again, I say very quickly, but I want to, and I kind of wanted to say this at the beginning, because you said you were doing all the done for you content marketing, and then you made a pivot. Well, it wasn't that simple. Um, Is it ever? (laughs) No, this was like, I mean, I was still doing the done for you content marketing stuff in 2017, I think. Yeah, I think it was 2017. Then 2018, I really, I got clear that I was never excited to just sit behind my computer and write a blog post. Like, never. Uh, I was really excited to get on calls with my clients. I was really excited to strategize with them, even if that's what they weren't, they weren't paying me for that, which by the way, in 2016, 2017, nobody was paying me for strategic support. They were all paying me for the done for you content. And that I wasn't, I, I would even get this little bit of a twinge in my stomach when I'd make a, get a new client on. I was really excited to pay my rent for another month, but I wasn't excited, super excited to deliver on the work. And I had uh, a coach that I decided to work with who we were on a call to coach me and I like couldn't help myself. She was talking about a launch that she was doing and I started strategizing for her and she was like, why won't you just lean into this strategy thing? And so often the, the thing I hear from so many clients is, well, when, when we nail their true zone of genius, they're like, well, who's going to pay me for that? Yeah, that's definitely a question that comes up. Because when it's the what you're delivering in your business or the, sometimes it's the way you're delivering it. So if you have a product-based business or whatever, or maybe you do have a content agency and you really resonate with the strength, my own hardwiring for success that I'm sharing, but you've got an agency, so you've got a team running it and you love the leadership piece of it. It can be really hard to recognize that the struggle, the strain, the white knuckling isn't required for business success. As a matter of fact, the more and more you can release that, the more ease and flow you feel, the more success you're going to have. I just have infinite proof at this point that that's true, it, but it can be really difficult to get your brain and body on board with that um, when it's just not something you've experienced before. Yeah. How was that? No to my VA. We got a snippet right there because I'm like, even still looking out there to this point, we are being told still, even though it's starting to change, it's a hustle mentality. You got to fight. You just got to do the thing. And I'm like, no, this is not why I started a business for. Mm -hmm. And if we look around to everybody that has grown their business, that has that's living their life, that's enjoying, they are usually in that realm of their genius. They have let go of 
the the thought and the need of it has to be hustle 24 7 and you just have to fight your way through i'm like no you don't mm, guilty yeah, of that myself too don't get me wrong it's like i'm in that i've been in that same mindset at least not as crazy with the whole hustle mentality mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be difficult it really doesn't Mm-mm. and i mean there are like don't get me wrong running a business is not easy. There's pressures that come up. There's hiccups that happen. They aren't anticipated that you still have to face and deal with that aren't the most enjoyable thing. But if what your business is known for and what you're getting paid to deliver can be as enjoyable as possible, everything else is like, you're going to be able to manage those hiccups and those stressful things that are just naturally going to occur much, much easier. So, you know, I want to like, circle back on basically the the question that you asked is how can you get started is noticing like what are you actually getting excited to do in your business? Mm-hmm. What do you do without thinking about it? Where are you over delivering for clients, but you're not feeling resentful about it? Where are you? What's the thing that, you know, you could do for hours on end and kind of get lost in it, right? Those are all really good clues about as to what should be at least a component of your core offer or some semblance of a structure of your core offer. So for me, I was really resenting. And some there were times when I was asked to over-deliver kind of that scope creep stuff with the the content marketing. You know, I remember there was one moment when I had a client ask last minute to write a big blog post for his uh, launch that he had coming up. And I, it was a hard no for me even though I was like, at that point, you know, financially, I was worried, like, what's he going to think if I do this? Is he going to find somebody else who will drop what they're doing? But I knew that writing the post was going to be so painful. And it was not part of our original agreement that I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Now I would strategize with him all day. I like, you know, I, I went to a retreat he was hosting and helped with his visioning for the next year, all of that, like there was no extra, like that wasn't in our contract. I didn't get paid extra, but I, I love that piece of it. But you want me to write a robust blog post to prepare for your launch? Sorry, hard no, because that's going to be incredibly painful. So notice those things. Mm-hmm. You know, what is it that a client, you know, if a client asks you to do something or if a client, you know, you maybe something you write into a contract that you have a little bit of a feeling like, oh, I'm not going to want to do this when it comes down to it all clues as to things that you can maybe release out of whatever your core offer is and the things that you find yourself going above and beyond about anyways or getting really excited to do things you could weave in. Love that. And yeah, it's like, it also, not even if it's, if it's a scope creep or anything, but I'm like, last minute blog post for a launch. How long have you been planning this launch? Yeah. What? What? But life yeah. happens. It, it we we sure. we all had those clients. Sure. So yeah. um before we share with everybody, I know you have a freebie for us coming to make life easier too. Yes. And we're gonna make sure that everybody also can follow you and knows where to find you. I wanted to just take a couple more minutes and dive into maybe tickling a couple tips out of you on how people can start pivoting. Mm. So we talked about how to figure out what might be your zone of genius, where you might be better. You also gave some great tips on how to figure out which offer might suit you the best. 
Now, cool. I got all of those data points. I'm ready to just burn down my business and let's change it. Should、mm. we do that? Maybe not. I'm、where、not a huge people, fan of that. Can, how can people start doing that pivoting and the adjusting to the business that really gives them the peace and the effort? The effort,、mm. the peace, and the the knowledge and the security to know they're having a business that supports them.、Mm. So yeah, I'm typically not a fan of the burn down your business. <laughs> Probably also because I mean our business supports our whole family full time. My husband and I are full time business partners, so burning it down、uh, <laughs> our business would not be an option for us. So I tend to think, how can we keep how can we keep the lights on in the midst of a pivot and and even Grow because oftentimes that's that's very possible. But we tell ourselves, "I'm gonna, all my clients are gonna fall away. I'm not gonna get any new clients if I start doing things differently." And it's just not true. So one of the things I really love to encourage clients to do is, first of all, get really clear on what your revenue goals are. And I'm not talking about what money you want in your. I am talking about the money you want in your personal bank account because that's the first thing that you need to look at. Is what's the revenue you need coming into your personal account, and then what does that mean your business needs to be doing revenue wise? And oftentimes we can just simply craft,、uh, either craft something new or refine what it is we're currently offering, so that it serves the vision we have for our business. And if you are doing what, if you're doing business in a way that supports how you're hardwired for success, you're actually going to serve your clients better. So I know that can be a mindset thing that can be tough to move past, is thinking, well, are my clients actually going to want this? Do I have people in my circle who are going to want this? I have never had a client who's come to me and we've refined their what they're offering or crafted a new core offer, and then looked at who's who's in their immediate sphere and not like it's never been the case that they haven't been able to generate some immediate revenue from an offer that actually allows them to do what they want to do. Almost never have we had to do a significant amount of audience building up front. Now you do need like. You do need to continue filling that pipeline over time, but it's not like you have to do that before you can do this, or you need a full rebrand before you can actually start doing a business in the way that you want. It's nuanced, and this, as you know, everything I do in business, it's going to be we assess. I mean, I only work with a select number of clients because I want to know the deep inside now of your business and your circumstances and the client types of clients you're working with and who's in your sphere and how big your audience is and all these things because it's. Everybody's approach is going to be a little bit different,、mm-hmm. um, which is why so many of us can get frustrated when we take courses or glorified courses with Q and A because <laughs> linear path that really doesn't factor in all those other nuances of our specific situation. So while I'd love to give a really cut and dry answer, there just there isn't one. But what I can tell you is that I have never encountered a situation where a client has started doing business in a way that it supports how they're hard- hardwired for success. Is the math works out for them to, to generate the revenue that they want in the hours they want to be working, and then not start generating revenue, almost additional revenue, almost immediately, and feel better almost immediately. So, courage, I guess maybe if we can boil it all down, is courage, clarity on where you're going,、mm-hmm. and then having some courage. I love that, and I'm like, we already have to have courage to go out there by ourselves and run our own business. So that shouldn't be too big a deal. Yeah. So you've、But、got it. If you're if you're thinking to yourself right now, I could never do that. You've got the courage. You do. Do what you want in your business. Yeah, you can. Um, love it, and you know, I love your approach. 
Um, so not getting a straight up answer is actually what I was hoping for because every time I get a straight up answer just means you're putting me in a box and it's not personalized. Mm. And it's hard. It's hard sometimes to not want to like, especially on a, you know, podcast where we're talking to lots of different people and there's just, there's no one right way to do business, which is good news, which is great news for all of us because we can do it in a way that's right for us. And build the business of our lifestyle. Yep, that is a perfect, perfect end note for us right here. But guys, listening, um, Anne-Marie actually has a freebie to you for you. She has her business breakthrough quiz. So you can actually get started with this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and get a headway on everything. It is going to be in the show notes ready for you as well as all of her social media links, which I think you were able to get all of them lined up. I think you are everywhere. Um, Anne-Marie Rose. So ask Anne-Marie Rose. Most there we go. So ask. Look at that. I know. So ask Evie. People are already used to that. Perfect. Makes that easy. But we also have it for you everywhere in the show notes. So you can catch up with her. Um, I recommend following her on Instagram. Love your stories. You know me. I'm always stalking them any (laughs) given time. And with that, thanks so much for joining me. It's going to be fun watching Little Rose come what within the next, what, two months? We got two months left, yes. something like that. Baby Rose will be here in the next two months. I know we don't know what we're having, so we don't have a specific name. As a matter of fact, I was talking with my team yesterday about what we'll send out when baby actually arrives and all that. All that. And I was like, we could put, you know, baby Rose is here. And my team member said, well, are we going to say the name? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm so used to calling it saying baby Rose or my husband, I say Rosebud. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like this child will actually have a name when, when it comes and we can tell everyone the name. I love it. Yeah, it's been fun watching. And I'm like thinking back. I had that, I think, yesterday or the day before where I'm like, wait a second. She is pretty much due. I remember the announcement. Where the heck did the time go? You're telling me. You're telling me. I mean, first trimester was, I wasn't quite sure when it would end because there are a whole, if anyone's listening and they've been pregnant, first know that first trimester comes with a lot of (laughs) symptoms that aren't great. Um, But right now I'm very appreciative of the time that I have to continue getting things primarily like baby's room and stuff in order. Oh yeah. It's like following on Instagram. Okay. So we are working on the baby's room and we are having double date night and I'm also doing yoga. I'm like, how the, I don't need. Yeah. And I don't do the whole, (laughs) people are probably like, is it, I mean, I don't do the whole two different Instagram accounts. So you get a nice mix of business and Mm -hmm. personal with me, which is very me anyways. That's if we go to coffee, we're going to talk business and personal. If you, you know, like that's just, that's just who I am. So I'm sure there will be a fair share of baby, content, baby content mixed in with the business tips once baby arrives. So if you're not into that, it's, it's all good, but I don't, it's, I'm not running two Instagram accounts. It's, it's part of life. I'm like, my audience yeah. knows it's like, I'm not doing two separate Instagram account. No. I am my business. So you get it all. Yeah. And I think that's why we get along so well. So thanks again so much for joining me today and everybody that watched live. As you know, we are recording Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. If you ever want to pop in and ask your questions live. If not, the podcast is live on any, pretty much any platform. I don't even know how many there are out there. We are channeling it into all of them. And I hear and see you again in the next episode. And I will see you on your Instagram probably within the next 10 minutes. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me.